thank you once again for joining us for this time. It's episode 23 of the Clever Dummies podcast and just like the great Taylor Swift, um, 22 may have been the pinnacle. We'll see how we go from there, but let's see if we can shift the trade just a little bit. I am Lockie, as always, joined by Nick. Always just a pleasure to talk to you. How are you going tonight, my friend? I'm great. It's a pleasure to talk to you as well. Just as always, it's brilliant to be here doing this podcast with you. Just the highlight of the week, you know, just... Just that feeling of getting up and, you know, doing some talking. Yeah, there's nothing quite like it, mate, and I agree. It is certainly a real highlight of the week. And would you agree with that sentiment, you know, that, that after the 22 album, she just couldn't quite figure it out? She just went too deep or what are we thinking? Well, some say she's some say she's making a comeback. But yeah, going back to her uh, roots, eh? I don't know. I think she she's done. Yeah, I mean, once the cat's out of a bag and people know you're a prick, it's hard to get back, isn't it? <laughs> no uh, pun intended yeah. because she's got a lot of cats. Yeah, she does. She really does, mate. But, uh, of course, you know, it is a Saturday night, mate. We're in the wee hours. This is where we are, of course, night hours and we do our best work, I believe. So um, let, let's roll on with it, mate. And how have you been, mate? What's been going on in Anikville? Good. I've been good. Uh, keeping up the good work as per usual. Uh, you know, just um, settling into this new job, which is, um, you know, sometimes settling into the new job can be challenging because new culture and everything. So that's uh, that's been kind of, I've been pretty preoccupied with that. Um, so it's been taking up a lot of mental uh, bandwidth, bandwidth, if you will, a capacity. Um, but apart from that, you know, kicking goals, you know, just uh, starting to get back into the routine of doing things and the usual, you know, just trying to get onto this podcast as well, making sure we do a weekly one, so which is good. Apart from that, you know, just starting to catch up with people from uh, Sydney again because I've recently moved back to Sydney. So, yeah, it's been good. It's been good. What about Excellent. yourself? Yeah, now I've been good, mate. It's funny, the routine thing you mentioned post-wedding, it was a little bit like getting back on the track. Um, I've, maybe mentally I was due a little honeymoon period and I'd certainly felt a honeymoon period just in terms of kind of re reestablishing just um, a little bit of happiness in life and it was such a good day. And episode 22, which is um, out now, of course, you haven't checked it out, go on to Spotify, go on to Apple Playlist, wherever you are, uh, Apple Podcasts, sorry, wherever you're listening to this and check it out. That was a really good episode. Um, and yeah, we, we spoke a fair bit about it and I guess just over the last week, had a really busy week this week with the gym, um, was covering classes both morning and nights, doing, uh, getting a little bit better week by week at my kickboxing, uh, certainly from a technical teaching uh, at, uh, perspective, I should say, and had a little bit of uni work to start off during the week, um, got into Bible study this week at church, so it was my second week doing that. It's, such a eye-opening experience because I, you know, I know I, I knew, I, at least I thought I knew what was it about and I have like the conceptual framework down but going, you know, going just like anything, going in deep, it's just like it completely changes what it is. So I had a really good week in that regard and finished off the last few days just pretty much working all day. But, um, yeah, really excited for the weekend. Obviously, just a little bit of time to hang out with Charlotte, my new bride of two weeks. So far, so good. No complaints from my end anyway. Uh, I, maybe the same can't be said. Did you want to input it? No, she's, she's in the background tonight. So, you know, if I get carried away. Uh, I'm sure she'll be quick to pull me up. And, of course, our beautiful Abigail. Uh, shout out to Abigail. She's nearly nine months now, which is pretty crazy to think. She's growing up so fast and she's eating so much and <laughs> she's learning so much. So, yeah, it's been really good and the routine is well and truly back on track and I feel all the better for it, buddy. 
That's it. That sounds awesome to hear. It's just always good getting into that routine and that rhythm, right? That flow of things of just things flowing back and forward, just like this podcast, you know. <laughs> uh, it's oh, well, it's right, always nice. Man. And as a great man once said, where your focus goes, your energy flows, mate. So the more times we can shift our focus towards the positive and or, um, yeah, let's stick with positive, eh? We'll see how my brain goes tonight. I feel like I've yeah. just been misfiring all day, bro. I've been just, I, I know what I want to say. And then so much like, especially at my job at the golf course, like it's predominantly customer service based. So it's like meeting greets and really quick interactions. So you've kind of got to be fast on your feet. And my humor was up to scratch today. You know, people like to be funny on the golf course and say stupid shit. And I was pretty good with that today. But anytime the the, <laughs> the conversation went past surface level, I was just fumbling. I was like, all right, see you later, guys. <laughs> I'm off. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. But now nah, it's all so far so good, buddy. Yeah, as soon as the weather topic ends, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's uh-huh. all downhill from there, you know. I know. We've had two oh, days of been... sun, mate. So it's been, it's been good. It's given me some ammo. <laughs> There's not much to talk about. <laughs> that's right that's right i mean i guess we can touch on that a little bit like you know it's easy to think um not quite this time last year this time last year we're actually all getting ready for the first section of lockdown and we were pretty active with the podcast around that time and it was obviously a crazy time to think that's 12 months away but you know 18 months ago to about 14 months ago like the the fires were well and truly in effect and to see the complete opposite now and people struggling with the opposite end of the weather sphere is really crazy and just goes to show particularly on the east coast how freaking unbelievable our our systems are our weather systems are so um up here we we got close to some of the floods. Like we're pretty good in Coffs Harbour because it is near the beach and we don't live too close to like lakes and the mountains do provide a bit of an issue, but we're really coastal. So it's like it's really flat and the roads just get really wet and it still drains pretty well. But I know out in even Western Sydney, like near the dam, they were, pre- they were pretty nervous for a while, weren't they? They still might be. It's more to come. Oh, I yeah, yeah. It's got um, – it poured down crazy. Uh, it In fact, it actually started when uh, – I was driving back to Sydney from up your way, and uh, roughly yeah, that's halfway right, in, eh? Newcastle yeah, got a bad first. I think. Yeah, new, yeah, Newcastle. It just started pouring down rain, and we couldn't, we could barely drive, honestly, and um, and it just pretty much didn't stop from there. So that was probably Sunday the previous week, and it just didn't stop raining that whole week onwards. You know, so probably one of the more insane weather patterns as uh as one would put it and you know as the as the old uh, politicians put it one in 50, one one in 150 years event you know so them trying to always get away with that yeah. just uh, putting some random maths in there it's like how the fuck do you work that out how yeah. you, so how do you work that out actually though let's be honest for a second you know yeah when just, when 50 year events are happening every five years, like you know, it's a little, it's not yeah, quite yeah, yeah. Cool. Yes, the fire was 150 years event, the rain is 150 years event. Where are you, where are you getting these stats from? Like, <laughs> you know, is it scheduled in in your calendar? Yep, 150. Wait, hold on, it's 150 years done, let it pour down, you know. So, I don't know, I was thinking about those stats, uh, and those sound a bit dodgy, you know, saying 150 year event and those kind of things. I mean. That's probably going to be the theme of the podcast. I didn't want to give away too much, but, you know, here we go. Let's get straight into it. The yeah. dodginess that surrounds us of misinformation and, you know, words that get said by, you know, 
power bodies or the influencers and i'm talking about the real influencers i'm talking about the premiers of the government and the you know and the prime ministers and the you know all those people but before we get into it you know on that weather uh the whole weather scenarios kind of a, i mean i like what you did there mate we're 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 concluding our topics before we jump to the next one that's very good that's exactly there. right it's, it's, it's new it's a new experience for us right yeah. so before so we jump 22. into the new nice one <laughs> so maybe we're getting better after 22 oh, so. mate, there you go good signs early <laughs> so just on that i mean it was a pretty insane event right and it was Despite how many people suffered from it, it was kind of nice to see people coming together and trying to help each other out. So, uh, you know, shout out to anyone who was affected by the most definitely yeah the floods and you know thoughts and prayers are with you. But it was in saying that very nice to see people helping each other. Uh, there was some millionaire who was flying around in his helicopter helping people out with the food. But you know those those things are always nice. And you know as they everyone says that's the Australian way. I think that is the Australian way, so it's kind of nice. Most definitely. What's that? Uh, he's a famous. Uh, he's, he, he made some money. He used to be in the military. He made money um, playing professional poker, and he's got a dead Brazilian. It wasn't dead Brazilian, was it? Getting some social media content, or no? It was actually a legit person. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it was Dan Brazilian, but what actually happened to Dan Brazilian? Is he still around? Let's well, a few years ago, he had uh, about six or seven years ago, he had a heart attack. Um, you know, in the midst of his partying lifestyle and just as his social media empire was taken off. But I imagine he's still doing the exact same thing. It's just hard after a certain period of time when you're doing the same thing. It's hard to continue to, you know, remain relevant. Like he's still, I'm sure. How, actually, if you're on his Instagram, how many followers does the big, the big bad dude have? Well, I look. I typed in Dan, and no Brazilian came up. So we already know Dan Google Brazilian. doesn't think he's relevant. <laughs> uh, he's got thirty. He's got three point thirty-two million followers, and 32. he's apparently thirty-two. Wow! Apparently, he's known as an American actor. What do you know? Oh, must have been some dodgy films he's been in. I don't think I've seen anything. Probably some, you know, straight to DVD stuff. Maybe self-funded. He's probably wealthy oh, enough to. Oh, here we go. To- so. Allegedly, he was in The Lone Survivor. That's a good film, isn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's with um, with uh, oh, what? Oh, look at this brain's gone. It, oh, what's his name? Let's have a look. The big beautiful bastard. He was in. He was in the. Uh, he was the massive guy with yeah. the rock. And, uh, 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 Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. What an amazing actor. Yeah, that was a really good, um, really yeah, good Mark film Warburg. based off a true story as well. And yeah. you know, most of those movies are pretty crazy and Hollywood esque. But uh, I've heard military people on part what podcasts speak specifically saying that was actually one of the better done um movies in terms of like actual real life um scenarios the weapons that we use in certain situations and the, the like the commentary and that sort of thing so it's kind of interesting when you see it from that perspective like you think about how hollywood wants to do their thing like um um like black hawk down was another one and that was meant to be based off real life events and yeah it was eric banner og movie still one of my favorite movies of all time that one but i yeah, they were saying they're like nah like the way they spoke the weapons they used like old mate was just spraying and praying it was like pitch black and he had his night vision goggles and he was just but he was just bloody uh rainbowing people he's like no at night time you're so careful with your shots i'm like wow that's actually really you know that's something that you don't know about unless you've been in the military and they said that lone survivor is really good so there you go maybe worth a rewatch actually 
Sounds good. I'll definitely put that on my watch list. Hey, just on Dan Brazilian, right? Just going quickly going back on him, right? If you look at his Instagram, his Instagram is insane. That dude is insane. Yeah, it's almost, it's like, it doesn't even seem like real life, does it? He's just, he lives, lives kind of the, the, the life that many people would dream about in terms of being constantly surrounded by um, above average beautiful women, heaps of money, um, expensive cars, you know, living with the elite. Like it's like, you know. I mean, the 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 question, the question come in, and he's one of his pictures, right, which was posted roughly, I think, last year. He's still using a 2016 Mac, so that's a questionable behavior. You never know. Could all be could it be for show, but or maybe just maybe he's just he's built he's knocked in the groove so much. Do you know how you have anything? But keyboards are like that too, mate. You've just pounded that thing out, and you're like, oh, it's got such it's got that beautiful touch to it that you know, it's just like a cricket he's, bat, you know. Well, that's it. You've hit he's the middle enough. As fuck, I'll do you that. Oh though. yeah, he's yeah he's geared up for sure. He's on, uh, he's on yeah he's on the special source, but I mean, good wins to him. You might as well be. Yeah, look, he's he's. He's interesting to say the least. Yeah, he's definitely he interesting. Is. Quick note, side note though, what kind of people follow him though? Like, I don't. I mean, there's nothing inspiration about inspirational about him. Like, you don't look at him and go, you know what? That makes me inspired. You know, you just kind of feel shit about yourself, if anything. Yeah, potentially, it's pure. It's a little bit of like a secret thing. Uh, not secret thing, but like something that you enjoy just indulging in and playing a part of that world, a bit of make pretend. Uh, make pretend. But he's probably one of those pages, and I think I used to follow him as well because I just saw something really cool. Like he did some, um, he was he did some like high, um, like a roving camera shot of him jumping off this cruise, and he had like guns, and he was like it was really cool. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'll just follow him. You, you don't have he. I'm sure his engagement isn't overly high compared to the 32 mil, but I think people see a cool shot and they just follow. Um, and they go from there and there's obviously a lot of people that just want to feel included, I guess. I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of people that just follow. They just go to the top listed people and then they just follow them because it's like, oh, I need to be involved with this. Um, the Rock is really different though. Like he's got, you know, he's got plus 100, nearly 200 million. He'd probably be close to 200 million now. Um, top three or so followed. I think he was number one at one stage. And out of all people, it's like, Ariana Grande, like, is right up there, which is crazy. But um, he he's a little bit different. You can tell he does, um, and he, I mean, he's sell, he's selling everything at once. Like, it's a bit ridiculous, but he does a lot of his own stuff. You can tell it's coming from his mouth. Like, it's, I kind of, that's what I respect about him because you, you you know that he's got um a lot of control over what he puts out. And he's specifically typing it up and just writing it. Sometimes it's just like shit. You can just tell it's like a bro just thinking out loud, which is really cool. Most of these other pages I don't follow because it's just like when it's a professional team doing it, you just tell and it just doesn't do anything for me. What about you? No, that's that's I totally get that actually. And in fact, funny enough, this is a little marketing insight, right? So I've learned recently that anything that sounds too scripted and perfect, people don't don't appreciate anyway. So which is you almost wanna aim for unscripted off the top of your head kind of vibe going on as well so even with the videos the videos that are less professionally made get more attention than videos that are more professionally scriptedly made uh, just because people can relate with it more you know totally, yeah, his, yeah, like the longevity of the day yeah his i mean his instagram page is just like an instagram page of anyone like plenty of reposts, just food, him talking, you know. It yeah. looks like almost you almost dare to believe that he's a normal dude. You know, yeah. this is him 
That's what he does so well, really, eh? Yeah. Mm. I mean, him him with his daughter, 7 million likes on that. Yep. That picture. Uh, yeah, he must be up there. So it's, it's... Yeah, I think if you go on the top list, it's him. You'll have like a Ronaldo. You'll have Ariana Grande. Um, you'll have probably Justin Bieber. I know he's right there. Mark Zuckerberg. Um, a few of those guys. Yeah. All plus 100. That's the precedence now. Like even even Facebook has what like three to four active, three to four billion active users now, or not active necessarily, but people that have logged in over the last twelve months. Like it, I remember it was like the one billion stage, or yeah, it's it's literally it's literally a part of everyone's lives now. Yeah, so you got the top following account is Instagram because I'm pretty sure Instagram makes you follow them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you've got to unfollow them to not do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Christian Ronaldo followed by second. That's interesting that he's second. Ronaldo, most... yeah. yeah. The because... international sport, mate. Yeah, he And also he if you is, look at he... his page too, he's borderline model. Um, and um, I... yeah. Look, Ariana Grande is a bit of bullshit because. Yeah, it feels clear. that way, doesn't it? <laughs> wow. <laughs> What is it? No, it's just funny the way you said it. <laughs> you stupid. You stupid. <laughs> stupid. Who else is up there? David Beckham. So no, he, Beckham's probably not that high, but he'd be, no, he's he'd be in the ethos. So you go. Let's have a look. I was just going to look at Iron Grande's page to see what it uh, what it entails, you know. Uh, mm. But just quickly before we move on, I just want to see who's the top five, let's say. Yeah, we'll go on to top five. Cause All it's right, like, so you... Yeah, go on. It's really interesting because it's um, it really is you know that obviously they're far superior to any news outlet. They're far superior to any mind, and even though we still look at presidents and we still look at um, various news entities as being the place where people get their information and everything from, these these places are by far far and exceed that. It's like people still have an attitude towards social media that it, of its lack of importance, but it's it's. The total opposite to what that is. Um, ah, sorry. Just, 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 just. So. Yeah, absolutely. And these people drive major influence, and that's where the problem comes in. With you know, obviously, someone like Ariana Grande, I can tell you now, she would go. She would say, "Let's vote for Biden," right? In America, it goes hundred percent, and that seems to be the case where most artistic types are tend to be more left leaning, right? Which is fine, like completely fine, right? But I mean, it's oft always been the case, and same thing with uh, you know more tech giants as well. So you got the Jeff Bezos of the world and all those kind of people. They always I think it's kind fine, of left- but yeah. the fact that there's like a there is a there's like a there's like a schoolyard. Um, um, there's like a schoolyard pressure for them to be left leaning because of the pushback they get if they're not. You know what I mean? Oh, Even if sure. they don't That's care. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's because often the left is left side is left side is a bit more, way more louder and way more likely to you know exclude you from the group. So that's probably right, why. Yeah. So yeah, so you got someone like Ariana Grande, right? She would definitely get political, right? Which is and uh, and then she'd go, you know, ah, oh, there we, go. you know, she'd get p- political, and when they get political, it's like I mean, I have seen I the appreci- rock a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. I've seen a couple of yeah, a couple of times. Like this last election was the first time he ever endorsed um ever endorsed a candidate. Yeah. A lot of people did that against Trump for sure. So you don't see a lot of it, but yeah, enough that you go. Yeah, enough that there's more to it, I think. All right, I see why Ariana Grande has one of the biggest following. <laughs> why is that? It's just her, and I mean, she's pretty attractive. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone just looks at she's, She just you know, speaks she, yeah. to the well, camera. Well, not, not speaking, it's just no, not that. I mean, it's just mostly pictures of her where she looks hot. 
It's yeah, all. okay, true. So easy I money. Yeah, easy yeah. money. And it's you know, kind of she, like she was up there as being the most followed. So people were like, yeah, gotta get in on that. And then it just continued. Well, on top of that, she's got that, you know, that uh, that she's like almost became like the symbol of, you know, femininity, femininity of self. Yeah. She's like a tiny girl, you know, that she's got that group, cute, yeah. Yeah, cute face. And like, obviously, most of the her following is the majority of Instagram users, like, you know, which is that age. So, okay. What so we call it like fall- 13 to 17 or 13 to 21 sort of thing? I think it's, th- yeah, th- it's probably more like 15 to 25 kind of range yeah, that 10 years. Sure. So, which is probably a major one. And like, you know, same thing, like it, I'm not, I don't follow her, but I can see why someone my age would follow her. I yeah. actually went through, I went yeah. through a cleanup of unfollowing all the totally, yeah. traps. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. It, it jags her and it it, it, can, it does consume a fair part of your um of your uh, mental capacity of your timeline yeah that's right too and you realize how much you get on a roll with it and the rock would be just the bros like 17 to 35 just the males right. which is another that's fairly large boys, part of yeah. it yeah so, All right, so <laughs> just before we wrap this part of the conversation up so we've got top 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 instagram accounts so all the way down to justin bieber being the last at 16 uh 167 million followers, which is still a lot. So number one is Instagram at 388 million followers, followed by Christian Ronaldo at 271 million. Wow, so followed it's by 300. Ari- wow. Yeah, followed by Ariana Grande at 227. Uh, close be- closely followed with very closely followed by The Rock at 2.24 million, 224 million, followed by Kylie Jenner at 221. They all very close. Yeah, Selena true, Gomez true. at two hundred seventeen, Kim Kardashian at two hundred ten, Leo mm. Messi at hundred ninety one, Beyonce at hundred sixty nine, and Justin Soccer, Bieber, bro. so big man. Mm. Justin and Bieber last at hundred sixty seven million. Wow, and he's he's drifting away from the Hollywood ethos, if you will. So that's why he's not as rapidly increasing as much as the other guys. Like he's um, well, that's he's it, yeah. taken a step back from it and otherwise he'd be right in the thick of it, you know what I mean? Because well, he's it. still, what, he's a year older than us, I think, like 27. So yeah, yeah, he's yeah, still so right yeah. at that age group. Yeah. And, you know, good on him for uh, finding his way and because he seems to be getting his shit together. Well, that's what it yeah, seems like. You know? Married now and seems that, which to is be, awesome. Uh, yeah, married and, uh, you know, good on him. He's about, tw- he's 27 now, yeah, so... His birthday was just recently passed in uh, first of March. So oh, shout good. out to shout out to the Biebs. Yeah, mate. Would you wouldn't happen to know the star sign is the first of March, mate, or not really? Your <laughs> not really. Your Do you want me to Google it? Nah. nah, most definitely not. Nah, no, that's about as <laughs> okay, much. Okay, good. As I'm, glad about. Said, I'm glad you said. I'm glad you said that because I was about to. Google I just it, love right? that stuff, mate. Yeah, no, nah, no way. <laughs> uh, all right, well, you know, there you go. There's your weekly check-in of where the following is at. If you're feeling shit about your, you know, 600 followers, now you yeah. or feeling proud, now you know. <laughs> now you know where where the mark is at, mate. Keep grinding. <laughs> where baby. the mark's at. That's right. <laughs> all right, so. Today's topic, right? So we're going to get political, right? So because it seems to be the case that everyone is getting political. So let's get political as well as dig deep into some some of the conspiracy theories. So this is almost that, you know, um, you got the, think of this as the Joe Rogan, as the Alex, Alex Jones podcast for the day. Yeah, the one we kept dancing around, but the one we finally need to uh, address. Yes, I like it actually. Because we, we've said nearly every episode, oh, we'll get to it eventually. So I guess it's probably time, isn't it? 
you know, you know, before we start, there's one thing I want to say. Oh, in fact, I want you guys to hear it. Ready? It is what it is. It is what it is. That's that's good. Beautifully. <laughs> all right. Uh, so it. let's get into it, right? So first of all, we've got there's so much to talk about, right? There's we could go anywhere politically speaking, right? But let's get the ball rolling, which is the elephant in the room, or dare I say, elephant or the freaking monster, the dragon in the room, right? If you will, um, it is the room. It is the room, right? Which is so past for you know, obviously for the past year and a half almost right now coming up to year and a half right uh because it actually started in september of 2018 roughly around that time i think 2019 yeah so yeah yeah started to get traction around then yeah around around then the 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 virus that has plagued the whole planet um the old 18 plus one as the old 18 plus it. one, mate. There you go. I should, should copyright that shit. Co- definitely you should make shirts, that. bro. So, I survived 18 plus one. Yeah. <laughs> the old, uh, old um, coronavirus, right? So there has been so much that has been surrounding it, despite the fact that people were dying, despite the fact that people were suffering. That didn't stop people from, of course, spreading misinformation, you know, coming up with their own version of their truth and coming up with insane scenarios, some that were just absolutely bizarre and some that were actually pretty close to being reality. And one could say, you know what, there's some truth in that. So there's so much that happened in that last year. I mean, so so many countries are still suffering. So, I mean, it's not quite over yet. But, you know, in Australia, I I, I believe whether it's from... I believe it's probably have something to do with the fact that we are so far out as well, you know, not as interconnected to other countries. That probably has something to do with it. But nevertheless, we've been very lucky here in Australia. So, you know, it feels like things are starting to become normal almost, you know, in Australia. So, yeah, uh, touch wood, it stays like that. Uh, but let's talk about, yeah, no, that we did, was... We did just have a single case in Brisbane that's caused a little bit of uh, media uproar, mate, and a little bit of people panicking by a single case so there you go the media uproar right yeah so yeah but so let's just start with media right so it's a great place to start so media uproar and that's exactly what the whole time it has been the media uproar right so i remember uh discussing you know just talking about what the bar is to people and saying hey what's the media doing and you know how things are going and every time you'd see the news you know Six new six new cases, the worst Melbourne has ever seen, or like all these headlines that were just rubbish completely, to be honest, right? You know, uh, obviously there was a lot of suffering. That's no one can deny that. However, a lot of that was just, you know, some made up shit that, you know, media just thought it was funny to just put up there, could get their ratings up, you know, because that was prime feeding time for the scavengers, if you will, you know, media. And it's funny that is because a good way to put it. Yeah, it was prime eating time for them, right? While everyone was down. It's like, that's what scavengers do, right? And in saying that, I don't also want to discredit media completely, right? So to speak, or the mass media previously, because they have a job and their job is to bring, you know, news to the general public. And sometimes they did that exceptionally well. You know, they had those lives going on Facebook. So it was nice to be able to talk, you know, practically, you know, log on to your Facebook and see your premier of state, you know, speaking and giving the bad news, <laughs> you know, so all those things. So some of that they did exceptionally well. But it's the what it surrounded it, you know, the whole idea of uh, 
them putting their opinion in it, right? And of course, I understand journalism cannot be completely objective, but it wasn't. It was nothing to do with objection or, or being objective or subjective. It was practically they were just, you know, fear mongling. Is is that what the word fear mongling? Um, you know, where they just yeah, fear mongering. That's the one. Fear mongering. Yeah. So they use the right taglines, the right words to just making sure, uh, you know, people were on edge and they were constantly logging in and they were getting those sweet, sweet clicks, click to, you know, CTRs, the click through rates and, you know, you know, plenty of reach. And, uh, you know, you could, if you jump on one of those search media tools, you could probably find that their reach were above, you know, through the roof at the time because, you know, so all the advertisement money was sweet, sweet. And some people did it really well as well. Some media companies, they, they said anything, you know, COVID-19 related news, won't be charged obviously you know so that was very few of them who did it majority of them were you know that was the prime time to make money despite the fact that you know i do appreciate what google and uh, facebook did and google said anyone who uploads a video regarding coronavirus on youtube won't be monetized so obviously yeah. you know and you see posts now as well even if it's a brief mention of um the virus and actually the way the algorithm is set up there's definitely been times where this post didn't have anything to do with um with um with covid in particular um it might have just been about the way the world is currently at the moment and you would get little information bar down below saying for for covid information follow this government website that's really interesting how that was deployed um, probably took a few months, but that became now that's everywhere, right? Well, that, yeah, that's right. The whole thing about fake news and whatnot. Um, interestingly enough, interestingly enough, I actually find this quite interesting that the fact that, and someone else was talking about it as well, like who, you know, a lot of doctors were getting, like, were coming up with, I don't know if it's truth or what they were saying was true or not, right? But I'm aware that a lot of doctors were coming up with, like, you know, saying hey you can you, you can treat the virus with this and you can treat the virus with that and very quickly their videos and their posts were getting taken down um and they were medical doctors as well right so yeah people working on the front line even yeah so what was interesting was that okay like how are you wait who is deciding that this doctor is right has the right answer this other doctor doesn't you know what i mean so that was interesting as well so that's a little bit of a you know I don't necessarily hit at Google or Facebook, so I'm I'm just I just Selling find that the it's ponder, like a, right. And just quickly, sorry to subtract you. I'm getting yeah, like yeah. a little tiny bit of feedback from your microphone. I'm pretty sure my headphone is good. Maybe just do like a little adjustment at the back, just in case something's a little loud. Um, but as long as you're not hearing nothing, it might just have been my headphones that are crackling through. Um, and I didn't want that to go through uh, to people listening. But yeah, keep going, keep going for sure. And there was like um. Uh, it wasn't always the case, but I did kind of feel as though um, if you were questioning the um, what pe- what the authorities were doing, um, or at least providing an alternative, that's when the scrutiny was. And I guess this links into quote unquote fake news and misinformation. But they were the people that were questioning, you know, other modalities that might actually be effective. That's when they were really getting pressured to either be quiet or to retract statements, or like you were seeing even people being demonetized as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that was one of the things that I'm kind of wondering, right? It's like, um, it, it was it was interesting to see that, uh, you know, there was a lot of pressure. And I, I presume a lot of pressure was 
and I'm trying to figure out where that was starting. Where was that? Where where was the, like the ground zero of that kind of the mentality, right? Because I'm I know that people, most people won't just come up, weren't just coming up with it because, you know, dare I say, people aren't that smart, right? So I'm trying to figure out where that mentality was, you know, sparking from. You know what I mean? that uh, that idea of like just trying to uh you know uh just you know dimmer down the people who were you know has had anything anything to say against the virus right or like you know just think uh, you know offer a different school of thought if you will right so yeah that i thought that was it gave yeah it gave a little bit of a and to build off your point here, it gave a little bit of ammunition, I feel, to the people who were um, of the mindset that this was all, you know, something that was structured in order to implement different things in society. Um, and it, it was it was really weird because on the one hand, it was like a little bit of critical thinking. And I feel like this is a key component that we saw some people lack and some people had and some people didn't have, some people did have, was the ability to critically think situations and not just have your prejudices come in and assume that all things are one way or the other. But it was, it gave, you know, it gave fuel to the thought that maybe, you know, maybe there's like more is going on and or at least at the bare minimum, the powers that be um, or people with influence are taking advantage of this current situation we live in, Um, you know, using this as an opportunity to maybe quiet voices they really wanted to and using COVID as a vehicle to justify it. And I think that certainly happened in a lot of cases. For sure. And and, and that was the interesting thing. And like, yeah, so that I thought was interesting. So, and there was, a, there was definitely a kind of a vibe about if you weren't pro lockdown, if you weren't pro masks. Uh, and I want to be very clear that personally speaking, right, I think the lockdowns helped, right? Uh, was there an alternative? Probably. Who knows, right? You know, clearly our governments didn't if there was an alternative, right? Or which is no one knew about it, right? So I do think the lockdown worked, right? Uh, and what, like I said before, was there an alternative? I guess we'll never find out, or at least I wouldn't know, right? Yeah, you hope something- if something happened again or if we got to a stage where we needed to take similar action, they would be more calculated with the way they went about it um you know unprecedented is the the word of the uh the word of the season if you will because it was and a lot of people were trying to figure out the way it was going to be and early numbers early figures looked at that this thing was going to be you know though that was still very bad which is quite scary um they thought it was going to be a lot worse than what it actually ended up being um particularly for the wider range of society and not just um, smaller demographics that had, um, you know, pre-existing medical conditions and were really unhealthy. Um, certainly, there are cases of people that have fit and healthy and doing well, and that that um, suffered really badly with it. But, but I think they, they, as they, as the research and as evidence came out that it was a particular part of the population that was affected by this, their ability or their sorry, their methods of. Um, social lockdowns and that sort of thing these didn't adjust it was just very cookie cutter this is what we decided to do we're going to stick with it now and maybe that was a little bit disappointing um but also you know it's it, it, i guess it is one of those things that uh if you know if you're the first person to come back and open it all up again and shit hits some fan well then you're liable to it so that's kind of where society is at a little bit anyway right yeah abso- absolutely and 
just on that, right? So that that that's absolutely true what you said there, right? But what's also interesting is, right, is the fact that let's say if there was another way, right? Um and you know, you were you were a person who you know, perhaps a scientist or like a mathematician or whatever, right? You know, because there's some smart people out there, right, who who think of these things. And, you know, obviously, I'm not talking about your neighborhood internet troll, right? I'm talking about actual, actual smart people who know what they're talking about, right? Offered that opinion. I felt like, and I still feel like, you know, uh, they would have been very quickly shut down, right? Um, yeah. Perhaps... Perhaps that is the right thing to do because, you know, uh, from gov- powers to be, the governments know that if there needs to be a certain level of control and do action needs to be taken, whether it's right or wrong, perhaps that's the case and they don't want anyone to get confused. Maybe that's, that is, that's the case. But it just feels like it was very one-sided. Like, you know, uh, immoral technique, it was almost that very much felt like that uh you know that immoral technique level of what he talks about like that you know the the government power i mean you look, if you want to yeah. look at it victoria is a great example like i mean it really Gen- is Gen- yeah I, I i still think daniel andrews is a great leader right i think he's good at what he does and you know poor bastard he's actually injured at the moment shout out to him you know mm. and i think you know, he to be to to be someone who stood there every single day, whether delivered the bad news or good news, right? Whether it was him or not, right? But he took the blunt of it. Like you know, he he was the one who everyone was, you know, talking. If some, it was a you know, if he was the one telling you that there's numbers of COVID nineteen, people thought it was his fault. You know. Yeah, so, that's right. He was the imagine. I want to see some before and after photos of all these politicians, you know, pre and post COVID within twelve months. Like you've seen, you've probably seen the photos of Barack Obama in two thousand eight and twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, as he was coming to the end of his second term. Like it's looked like he'd been through thirty years worth of um, experiences. Like I reckon that's going to be some similar situations. You know, you love him or hate him, um, they, you know, they had to take questions and obviously they had to do work and they had to sit in meetings and they had to plan and execute and make decisions on these things um, and at a, such a high level of stress that not many people have felt since, you know, wartime really, even though this is not, not comparative to the war, it is within the same realm or ethos, you know, ethos is my word of the day, I think, so I'm going to go with that. Um, you know, the, it is war-level stress even though um, it isn't because it's not fair to the people that were around during the war time. This is as close as a complete society that we've ever been to that sort of thing, you know, particularly in the Western world, for sure. Us bloody first world problemers. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. And, I mean, let's talk about that for a second. I think this was probably the first time in a in, in a minute, well, I'm not, when I say a minute, I mean a lot longer than that, where the Western civilization, in fact, the civilization as a whole was brought down to their knees, right? Because... Previously, there was always like someone who was had their shit together, right? So this was the first time where they, everyone was brought down to their knees. Um, while I'm talking about the, bringing governments down to their knees, right? I just wanted this one more thing that I want to say, right? Which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, you know, there's one thing that whole COVID nineteen thing has done for me is I've lost. Um, I have less faith in the government, if that makes sense, right? Our our government structure. The reason being is right. First first problem was 
government kept on changing their mind about something as serious as COVID-19, right? About, oh, uh, it's not that scary. It's pretty scary. Oh, it's really scary. Nah, oh, it's not that bad. Never mind. All good. All, our hospitals are full. You know, what <laughs> yeah. we're trying to do is flatten the curve. You know, what what curve? What, what happened to that, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. Those, you know, the two-week so, shuffle at the start, eh? Yeah, two-week shuffle, you know, and then, then change their mind again. Oh, this is just two weeks. We'll be living with this for 10 years. I'll be gone for it. Like, you know, you it makes me wonder, right? Because whenever we do things in an office, right? And like, for example, working at a company, right? We're, we're so like pushed to go through our due diligence and do all those things, making sure we don't get things wrong, right? Because you know who is, who's this, because the government is there always looking down on these like, you know, companies um, saying that, you know, make sure you get your shit right. Uh, because if you don't, you know, you'll get, you'll be in trouble by well, the government, right? So to speak. Mm-hmm. So all those things that happen, especially just running a business, right? And then a whole government fails to realize and do their checks and measures. I find that pretty... Consistently, uh, yeah. Yeah. Misreporting of numbers, like overestimations, underestimations, um, obviously a massive media beat up in the US had similar, uh, much more severe, but they had their... Um, and uh, Cuomo, who was the either the mayor or the... Um, the governor of New York, I think it might be the mayor, um, and he, you know, he he sent a lot of um, elderly people who were at that really high risk um, group. He sent them straight to nursing homes and was basically like, like you need you people need to get in there and, and like and um, that's the safest place for you people to be. And it turned out like that actually brought along thousands of deaths. And now he's facing political uh, discourse or re- re- recourse because of that. And that's really interesting. Um, kind of the Australian example of that in some sense was the I, the first one was the big um, cruise um, where people were brought. They, it was a big cruise that was sent out on the Western seaboard. People were brought back and then um, they were not meant to come off until they were cleared and tested and everyone just came off. And apparently that was a bit of a spreading thing. But the big one was the hotel quarantine um, whole thing that's gone on. And that was, that was a big part of kind of the case uprise in Victoria. Um, so to see the mismanagement of that and almost the blame, like the blame not being taken anywhere and um, and I guess my whole point of that little spiel there was just in terms of dialogue, how quickly the dialogue shifted. Like early on it was the two weeks and then it was like we actually don't know and they didn't know but there wasn't – I feel like there wasn't enough dialogue to keep people directly informed with what's really going on. Like people were being spoken to but not really being included and that was kind of a lot of people's concern and myself as well was like, you know, how people's opinions and their thoughts in a democratic society are being shifted so quickly and so easily. Um, that was, I guess, one thing that was taken out of this situation, but we all realise that we uh, have far less um, influence on our society than we realise. And obviously we have the right to vote and we have the opportunity to vote and that's really good, but that's once every four years. Like in between, we've got to cop a lot of shit and we had to cop a lot of shit, you know. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and that's exactly right. And it almost kind of felt. And correct me if you agree with. Correct me if it was just me. Did it kind of feel like it was like parents telling their naughty kids off throughout the whole period with the government? Yeah, most period? definitely. 
Which, they have to be harsh. Like you have to use strategies and there's people who write speeches for these people and they and they, they use, you know, experts in, in the field of, I don't know, uh, probably not persuasion. NLP, but that neurolinguistic are, yeah. programming. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, please explain in a second. Uh, they, they use people who know how to in you know, crisis managers in, in cases like these, like how do we get a message across most efficiently? Like what are the strategies? What's the language? Um, as I readjust my chair, what's the language we have to use? And the strategy certainly was and still is like putting, you know, putting society at, at a place. It's like, yeah, you guys are the naughty guys. Like, listen, we're telling you what to do. You've got to listen. The reason why it's not working is because you're not listening. Um, well, the truth of the matter is we live in a society where there we are, you know, we're liable and we uh, have the, we should be taking care of each other. And I feel like most people did, but we also have the right to, um, to keep a certain amount of our freedoms. And once people feel their freedoms are being taken away, for example, beaches being closed or people not having to have an excuse to leave the home, that's why people start getting worried. And there wasn't a lot of dialogue in that regard. It was just like, you have to listen to us because this is how we're going to keep everyone safe. What well, turned out that it, this damn thing ran its course because it was so contagious and he just put a whole bunch of people through trauma that the public health system is going to have to pay for for a long time in terms of mental health and suicide rates and, um, you know, friggin' the the bloody economy, bro, people's jobs, people's livelihoods, businesses, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I feel like as a society there's a lot we need to learn and leadership need to take um, responsibility for the um, – the amount of shit that went wrong. And that's the easiest way for me to articulate it is the amount of shit that went wrong. I don't know. I don't know if that's kind of what you were getting to. I feel like we were on, definitely along the same lines there. And most people I speak to feel a certain, very much agree with that. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. I agree. I think my bigger concern that I've personally felt was it, the government is merely uh, spokesmen of the public, right? That's what they really are. So they should be. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry, I was just trying to fix my mic there. Um, okay, you know, buddy. the government. The government is really a body that's put together by the people to act on their best interest, and sometimes, not often, sometimes we, as the public particular particular you know um member of the public may make a few mistakes and we've agreed as as a group said that you know that body that we put into place may punish us for you know making certain mistakes where things like committing murder or you know going through speed cameras and all those things right where however it's starting to feel more and more like the government has government has got us by the throat, like in a sense where, you know, we answer to the public versus the other way around, you know. At least at least that's what I've been feeling like, you know. Because you you look at and I, I don't want to make this about money, but right, you think about the fact that how much money we pay in taxes, tolls, and just in general government fees, right? So that old money is meant to be going to developing meant to be going back to you know the public benefits right however i feel it's starting to feel like who's deciding that benefit and you know it's just starting to feel like 
those benefits, like what's best for public, it's almost like, well, the public doesn't know what's best for them. So we're just going to make the decision and that's what's going to be. That's what it's going to be. So, you know, whether it's be building new roads and all those things, right? Some, you know, so for example, someone, someone um, from the University of Canberra, National, but yeah, some really smart, anyway, she was a really smart person. I was listening to her talk on this podcast, <laughs> podcast right? That's, Remembering that's people's my, names, my, that's a gift in itself. I'll tell you that. Yeah, much. <laughs> it's a gift in itself, right? That's my fallback. She was a really smart person. Just so take her words for it, right? She was talking about how, uh, there has been a pressure on the government from, from you know, this uh, community of academics, right, saying that we need to, we need to, you know, disaster prove our infrastructure, right, so to speak. Our cities are way too dense, right. So the whole cities end up turning into a bathtub when rain comes down, right. That's what happens. Same thing with our rural areas and our properties are way too close to the land, and particularly those foothill areas where the water seems to go, right? So, you know, those areas need to be, you know, need to have the support so they can survive disasters, right? Particularly because of where the conditions are changing, there's more different kind of rain and all that stuff, right? Uh, you know, they tend to be seem seemingly, you know, um, all these things are happening, right? So, and the, and the fact that we can do it as well. So historically speaking, perhaps we couldn't predict these things and we didn't know the mathematics behind it, right? Now that we can, the government had the pressure to go, hey, let's, you know, the, from those community of ac academics, you should, you know, you should, uh, you know, disaster-proof your infrastructure. Stop building a city without a park, you know, some, without the wetlands. It's just basic, you know, architect, right? One-on-one, right? You know, development of the city or the metro development, right? You think about that, right? That's basic basic maths. If you're going to build a whole city, you need to build a park because where else is the water going to go? Where is it going to go if, you know, if it's just concrete everywhere, right? But from what she was saying that because it's not beneficial to the government or the current government, for example, you know, you got the, the, Liber, uh, the Liberal Party in right now, right? They don't think it's beneficial to them to to invest in that because that's not going to do anything for them. But all they're going to look like is a is the government who caused a deficit in their budget, right? So yeah. they don't they don't want to invest money in something like that because that just seems goes under under no under our noses and we don't think about it on average. We only start thinking about it when something like these floods happened last week, right? So that's right. That's right. It's starting to seem like. Is the government really thinking about our best benefit, or are they just thinking about what's best for them? Are they going to come back in the come back next year or the follow you know the following term? Yeah. And you know, it, it's maybe starting to become more of a business than anything else. You know, totally, yeah. Instead of a non for profit, instead of a public entity that runs, you know, is self sufficient in a way like it relies on taxes. It it needs to show that it is strong at economics and it can sustain itself and it's not just constantly spending money it can't get back. But, it, yeah, it does feel as though it's like how can we make plays that when it's time to campaign and shove advertisement down people's throats, how can we say that we helped for the next time to get re-elected? Um, let me quickly shift off and come back. Um, so the shift off is it's Liberal that's in charge right now. I think you might have said Labor. I think spoke. That doesn't really matter. Well, All good. Matter. So it was Liberal, <laughs> uh, old ScoMo's Liberal boy. Liberal, um, yeah. That doesn't really matter. Um, and then as well, 
the so the roads the reason why the roads are so bad like if you know i'm sure in your area it's the same up here they're shocking because there's not enough places for the water to go it goes underneath the the roads and underneath the concrete and the the water below the roads is so bad like there's so much water and moisture there that the it starts to shake the foundations of what the roads are built on and that's why they just crack so easily if you get one truck roll on it like it's just splitting it up and how many re- how much resources is going to take to fix these damn roads now that are even worse because it's just like everywhere you drive now it's like oh it's like you play miss the pothole miss the friggin you know miss miss the friggin ditch in the road the six foot ditch that people are gonna fall in so uh that's interesting but that was that was a little side shift anyway and something to look for the future um the yeah the concern for it all is is really that final point that we spoke about is like what what is the true meaning of politics now what is it why has it shifted in our society um in Australia, certainly, and in the greater Western world that we um, closely adhere to, why is it shifting now outside of the public sphere and why is it moving towards, like, privatisation and political greed and that sort of thing and public interest groups are, like, have been forced to come to the forefront of that as well. And I think in the society, um, particularly over the last 12 months we live in, we're, we're, we're forced to it's been forced to the front. It's been shaken to the front that we there are a lot of things in that realm of thinking that we know about. We have to be concerned about when we re-elect our politicians now, and we look at how societies and governments run their societies. Like it is just, it is paradigm shifting. It is huge, man. Like, do you remember how we spoke on the social dilemma, the the great Netflix documentary about the influence of um, social media on society. Well, this yep. is almost like yep, a yep. subchapter of the social dilemma because it's shaken the framework that people exist in. It's pulled back the curtain on a lot of ways that the world is run, um, and now we've got a re we've got a post COVID because that's what it is pre and post COVID world. We've got to realign ourselves and we've got to get back on track. But now we know so many things about if shit hits the fan, we know what's going to happen again, and it's very very interesting. Like it's almost it's not scary because. Um, fuck being scared, but it's a little bit concerning <laughs> if that's a way to put it, right? Um, and so I think you've put a bow on it there and hopefully I sort of was able to provide my two cents there. It made a lot of sense um, from what you were saying as well. You did really well. Um, sorry, were you about to say something? I was just going to say, no, that was a very well put together. That pretty much summed up everything in nice words. I think there was a nice word you said in there as well, so I forgot what the word was, <laughs> but that was a nice word in there. Yeah, was, I threw a few at you there, so, social infrastructure. I don't know what it was. Some, some trying to make like an artiste. Oh, again, bro, <laughs> this podcast, we're just pouring out the jug, mate. We're letting it all flow. Um, and like I guess the interesting thought I had too, and we can maybe touch on the we can, can touch on the conspiracy side of things like it was it, you know the way um the way i started out this time last year on my thoughts of what was actually happening and how it was going to go down it's crazy how different i've shifted and how much my perspective has changed like we look at a couple of things that were people were talking about and were concerned about like forced vaccinations that was the big thing really early people knew there was going to be a virus and they knew that you know, there was going to be a vaccine for it. And it's like, well, they're going to use this thing. The crazy of the crazies are like, they're going to put microchips in this vaccine. And it's going to track people. It's like, hello, we've been tracking you forever. But uh, it's going to track people. And, you, you know, you're going to, it's going to have a recording thing so we can hear all you're doing and that sort of thing. Well, first, first of all, the vaccinations are not forced. And I'll tell you something really interesting I learned the other day in Australia, obviously, specifically. I thought out of all places, if anyone was going to have to take the vaccines, it was going to be people that work on the front line, right? So people that work in hospitals, 
bro, there's no there's no forced vaccines even for them. Like we've got a, a person who trains at the gym now. His name Sean. He's like we were completely given the choice to take this vaccination. He's done it because he felt it was the right thing to do. Um, he knows he's dealing constantly with at risk people, and he's like, you know, I'd feel better if I did it. So I I got the vaccination. No one at all was being forced to take it. Like not even in the slightest bit. So um, that's a big narrative that people on the other end were talking about. Like they're going to make us do this. Not at all, bro. No one's getting the option to do that. Um, so far anyway we'll see how that changes out i thought that was interesting and that was a little bit of an eye-opener for me another talking point was like a cashless society people were talking oh this is going to be their perfect avenue their excuse to you know get rid of cash because this is a way we spread the disease and you know we, we want to centralize money and put it all into the, the banking well dude there hasn't even been a cent of that literally <laughs> there's never been a cent of that narrative you know what i mean like society in itself is shifting towards that but it's just it's not happening because it's being you know it's being pulled out from under us and we have to give our money back a hundred percent oh there were so many things i wanted to say all right just this one quick note before i get back to the get back to the original totally, topic totally. quickly right so first thing was what you mentioned about cashless society right so the shift towards cashless society was uh, it was just natural progression of capitalistic society to go towards cashless because, you know, it's just in, it's just it's just a better process, right? It's safer, it's faster, you know, it's just cost a lot quicker, yep, cost effective, simpler. right? Simpler means banks become cheaper, everything becomes cheaper, right? So it's just more, it's just more logical, and it seems normal to go towards that. And on top of that, we're talking about centralization of the cash flow, right? Which on top of that, that is probably unlikely because. On top of that, because it's digital, you got crypto and you got the alternative currency coming through as well. So, you know, you got those kind of currencies coming through. So that means the centralization, whether it be a cashless cash less society or not, is centralization of the cash of the the, the currency entity is probably unlikely. I mean, I say probably because you never know, right? So that's one point. And quickly going quick, I just want to quickly touch on what we're talking, what you said before, because I thought about this, right? I said, we got the the problem with picking the next party or the next who elected is, right? Is was in Australia, particularly, we've always had a two-party system, right? Which is interesting enough because the fact that government actually has the anti-monopoly laws about how when a particular organization can't have yeah. all the, you know, so... But control. The, the control, the government itself is essentially basically a monopoly. It is, right? because yeah. There's only two parties that just back and forward. They just play, you know, play ball, so to speak. And and I wonder when you say when you say that the governments, why are they becoming like that? When you touched on that, I just said a thought. The fact that is the government, are the governments becoming like that? Or have they always been like that? And now we're just now the curtains are just being lifted is the real question because yeah I think that's the thing because more and more coming out particularly and I don't and I don't I don't even want to touch on this but it's well I don't want to talk about this at all but I just quickly want to touch on and how much corrupt and horrible stuff that's coming out of the you know the the Parliament House about all sexual assaults and all those things right so yeah that's huge right. So one has to wonder that there is our government, the Western society, because we pride ourselves on our liberal governments and understanding governments. And, uh, you know, um, the question is, are we, you know, particularly in the West, are we just, uh, we were just lucky because we had a head start and our governments are equally as corrupt as any other Western, uh, any other development countries that we called so-called 
that hey they are third world or development country developing countries because of their corrupt government so to speak you know so it's a real question because i'm aware that pakistan had a corrupt government right but i didn't know that australia had a corrupt government but it's starting to seem like australia does have a corrupt government it always had a corrupt government they same just, thing with America, yeah. Yeah, most definitely, and they just did a, a better job at hiding it and um, or hiding it, sure, or they had a better way of um, applying systems and processes that it allowed for people to believe and it still gave people the opportunity and the right to have their own, you know, to use their rights to be able to contribute to what society is and then it turns out like it is so far from what we thought it was going to be. Um, and it, it really, it's again like paradigm shifting. I don't know if that was a word you think of. Like it, it really changes. It completely changes the landscape of how we move forward post um, the world we live in now. Um, so it's, yeah, it, it is just like how, you know, it's, it's, it's constantly evolving too. And I think that's the hard thing about knowing exactly what's going on is we're, we're finding out more and more. And as these things delve deeper and deeper, we're, we're going to, we're going to get further into it as, as it goes along because we're going to have more information and we're going to have greater perspectives. But I think the more you're thinking about these sort of things, the better the better it sort of is for all of us. And um, uh, I guess I, this is kind of my final talking point that I had on it and it was something that I feel is really interesting. Uh, if there's anything that you want to put a bow on as well or just continue to go, like I'm happy to keep going. It's totally fine with me. But for me, I had like a really interesting thought. It was like, well, it's been kind of building up over the last couple of weeks, but this week it really dawned on me like how much my mentality about certain things has changed. And the easiest way for me to articulate it is just through conspiracy theory, right? So before this thing um, happened, so basically before um, COVID hit Australian shores, you know, around this time, March of last year, I was really like, I was really firmly in the corner of like, these things are all pre-planned and this is this is all part of a greater plan of things that have been dealt over um, from a long time and people have been working towards whatever's going to be working towards for a long time and like there's some a little bit of biblical um, history in that regards from over two years ago, 2,000 years ago, like very different realm of thinking. But even now, man, like I, I would consider myself, if I was like a 10 on the conspiracy theory scale, and I certainly was, like I know 10s, like I'm not a 10. If I was an, if I was a seven and a half, I'm like a three now, bro. And it's not that it's not there anymore. It's, it's, it, it is just, I'm, I'm seeing a bigger picture and I, I, I don't know, like, and maybe I'm still undecided on exactly where I sit in terms of the greater landscape of anything. Maybe, you know, one thing that the, the guys can say they got a victory with the, the, the C, what, what do we call them? The, the CTs, the conspiracy theories, the CTs <laughs> um, is, you know, like information gathering, like everywhere you go now, you've got to sign in, you've got to give you information over. So like how much is that a play on things or how much is that is just something that was needed to be done? I don't really know. But maybe this is a question back to you and uh, from, I guess, 12 months ago, was there, is there one thing, can, are you able to, it's a difficult question because it's so open-ended and it could be everything or it could be nothing, but has, what would you say has been your mindset shift from where you were 12 months ago to now after being through the experience we have over the past year? In regards to conspiracies particularly? No, so just in regards to like a mindset, like so for me, it, even though it was like a conspiracy um, outlet that I've, I was thinking through, like 
I, I assume that's the way the world worked. And now I'm so like, I, I'm so less inclined to believe that it's a greater plan by this small group of people that are designing it, that I believe it's, there is corruption all around us. But I also feel as though there isn't either. Like I think a lot of these things are just happening because people don't know what the fuck they're doing as well. Um, so that was a big shift for me because I, I'm now in a space of like, I don't even really care anymore. And it's like, it doesn't consume me the way it used to. You know what? You just gave my answer literally there. So I don't think these people that we talk about, a small group of people who are, you know, sitting there, the the high mighty and the powerful and pulling strings. I don't think that's true at all. Oh, and uh, I don't know if I ever did either, but part of me was every so often was amused by the fact that that is a possibility, right? So it was it was a nice idea yeah, yeah. to blame blame on a particular group of people that may or may not exist. So it was nice, you know, it was nice novelty to think about that. But I think now I know that government, <laughs> man, let's just put it this way. Government <laughs> couldn't figure out, with, couldn't keep, couldn't do a simple task of having people arrive from overseas and keeping him in a fucking hotel. Yeah, let well, that's alone right. come up with yeah. let alone come up with grand plans to take over the world, right? You know, to <laughs> come up that so well put. <laughs> right? Australia couldn't develop an app that wasn't wasn't hacked by some kid in India. Australia, you know, they couldn't come up with an app that would actually work, right? You know, mm-hmm. so they couldn't come up with websites. They couldn't develop a website that actually stayed stable for a period of three months if so to speak yeah, right so yeah totally, i don't totally. think i don't think our government has the means nor the mental capacity particularly not the talent to be able to pull something like that to mastermind this sort of thing uh, yeah i 100 agree i don't i don't think i don't think there's they don't even have there's no way they have the mental capacity nor the talent required to do that uh, so totally i i think it'd be fool it'd be fool's errand to think that uh you know that they we that they can achieve something like that and there's a help sure. you know they're they're playing these cards just to track us and stuff and to be completely honest even if they're tracking us i can guarantee you they don't know what to do with that data because so true yeah, How, yeah what are they, they what's the plan they're going to formulate what are, to, yeah, yeah what are they going to do to the data right so, because if they did right if they knew the the greatest example of that is right they would use that data to to you know improve to to do something right and as we've known they've done nothing right and most of the most of the um, for example most of, like for, remember the COVID nineteen app that Australia released right that was an absolute failure right so you know the app was crashed over and over again it was you know a piece of shit and then you look at um, you know look at the end of the day it goes back to the whole thing right um, government spends money on particular infrastructure that they think is going to work to do something but because it's such a bureaucratic 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 system nothing ever actually works properly anyway i can guarantee you that data that's being collected by new south wales app that you have to check in i can almost guarantee you that sitting on a particular server being absolutely wasted that data could be used for so much even for public good but I can guarantee you it's just sitting there doing nothing because just the way things work, right? To to probably 
for example, to develop a new button in an app, they have to go get checks from their supervisor and then their supervisor and then their supervisor and then their managers, you know, so anything like that. I don't think anything ever actually happens from that end. I don't think they're capable of doing such things. Totally, totally. And I guess outside of the, the scope of conspiracy theory and more towards your personal development or your own perspectives on life or whatever else, is can you um, pinpoint anything from 12 months ago to now? Like what's, what's sort of your life looking like now and ha- have you noticed is there one thing that you can speak to or just a concept or something that has really changed the most about you or that you can, um, that you believe is the most different to who you were from, you know, a year ago to now? Yeah, uh, that's a very good question, actually. So it's a hard one, yeah. It's, it's a good, it's a very good question. <laughs> I, I would definitely say I feel, I feel a bit more lamer, if that makes sense, right? I feel like I'm not as exciting as I used to be. So obviously, I, you know the, what you were talking about earlier. It'd be important. It'd be nice to see what those premiers and those leaders look like before and after. I think COVID nineteen had that same effect on practically all of us. So I, I definitely feel a little bit totally, totally, little, yeah, a little bit you know slower and not as exciting or be excited about things as I used to be. So a bit, bit more like it really did take out the optimism out of a lot of us, um, where they didn't necessarily completely kill it, but may, it might take a couple of years to develop that back but uh, it definitely did take a little bit of toll on me in sense of optimism and excitement for things um it's and like those kind of things i think it's probably probably a huge impact and and now again you could go into conspiracy and say (laughs) was that what their plan was was, all along plan was yeah that's right (laughs) look greater picture yeah yeah right great picture (laughs) so i i definitely think that was the effect i think i also learned a lot as well to be more thankful and grateful for what we have i mm, think those yeah those were the couple of mind shifts that's the spin that i was thinking of yeah, as well yeah definitely i think the positive spin is the fact that i definitely feel a lot more connected to the smaller things in life appreciating being able to do a live podcast so to speak than to think that you just you know we necessarily need to hang out or like you know things little things that are worth being thankful for that we're not normally thankful for so that and so I think those are the two things. And I feel like there'll probably be a normalizing effect in a year or two where we probably won't be as grateful as we are for things, uh, but we'll still keep a little tad of that. And we'll start becoming optimistic and excited about everything again, but just not as excited and optimistic as we used to be. I think our lifetime, for the rest of our lifetime, I think we'll probably have the little, little tiny um, fragments of COVID-19, not not necessarily the virus, but the inner yeah, not plague. The proteins. Yeah, not the proteins. <laughs> but the but the virus that was that would mentally plague us for the rest of our life would probably remain, I think. Yeah, some residue, right? And the I think a good way to look at it from that point of view and that example is like a rubber band effect. Like you spread the rubber band out as the more you pull the rubber band apart, the further it goes, the more the threads tear, the more the further the threads apart come. And then it comes back eventually. As soon as you release the pressure off the rubber band, it slowly starts to come back. The rubber band might not ever look the same again. It's gone through those experiences, but it does start to get back to um, how it looked before with different like life experiences and different little, uh, you know, different um, 
different hurdles and everything else that's been through and from there we can progress through like this new scope and that's ultimately what experience is for me and you who are both 25 soon to be 26 my friend i know um, i haven't told you this yet but i'm coming down for anzac day to sydney so oh, yeah. i'll see you for your birthday um awesome. so that's yeah super exciting uh, but yeah, so that's you know that's that's part of what our life is, and something certainly something that you know Abby's going to be a part of. Your future kids are going to know about. Um, so like it's it 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 is a what Wait, it hold is. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. It is what it is. It is what it is. Oh my, it is. Uh, okay, that's the name of this this uh, podcast, right? So yeah, it fuck is it. That's, what it is. COVID's been an affair for you. I've heard names, but I feel like it's it needs to be COVID nineteen semicolon. It is what it is. It is How's what that it sound, is. Baby? That's it. Sounds brilliant. But yeah, Very good. Uh, just, Anything just else oozing out of yourself, mate? Anything no, else you need it. to get off that hairy chest of yours? <laughs> no, I'm all good. I just wanted wanted you to kind of answer that question as well that you kind of gave me because I think that was a yeah. really nice question. So, what do you? I mean, you kind of answered it, but I just wanted you to clear, like, answer, you know, begin the answer again. So. We know your answer as well. How do you think it shifted your view in both sense of, you know, I think you answered the conspiracy theory one, yeah. but um, in, in a sense of where do you, how do you, how are you different or how do you think different as a person? I think the conspiracy angle, it's still difficult for me to articulate because I still feel like I'm evolving on that point of view, but it certainly feels less consuming and I'm far less tied to my thoughts and ideologies. And I've also seen, the people that are really into that world, like how much this has actually gripped them as much as they've been trying to be on the fight and trying to counter it, like how much I've seen it take over their personalities and their thoughts. And I think that's what's actually caused me to shift away from it and try to realign, reassess that sort of thing. Um, so not being over-consumed in that regard has been great. But from a personal point of view, it's linked pretty closely to your one as well. And that's obviously in great timing with becoming a dad now and during this process and having a baby who's over eight months old now, which is so crazy to think about. And it's just realigning, reshifting um, kind of my perspectives on the things that I need to appreciate, the things that I need to be thankful for. And that's a great way to live life because you can constantly go back to the well and you can keep refueling yourself and those sort of things on your tough days whenever things don't look like the, the pasture isn't as green as you'd like them to be um, through certain seasons of your life. Like you can always be really appreciative every little thing that we have and things that we're so blessed to have like friendship, like family, um, and, you know, I mean, let's not forget our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, as well. Like, this has been a massive part of, you know, this has been a huge six month for me in terms of my spiritual growth as well. So um, I think that's definitely the biggest part and just becoming a better man and a better person and hopefully being able to help more people because that's ultimately, you know, as we've said before, that's the thing that um, that we are put on this earth to do. So I feel more better equipped to help people through their difficult times, through this difficult time. So, fuck yeah, that's pretty good, mate. That's brilliant. That's that's a positive note and a half. I mean, I can't even say it is what it is. So it that's why is. Think, yeah, because yeah. it's, 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 there's another level to it. But no, nah, yeah, that, that was beautiful. I love it. All right, All right baby. That was a nice I love wrap you, up. I love you too, brother. All right. That's been, you know, wrap up. I'll do, wait, let me do the plugs and then you wrap up, right? Check totally, out, check, totally. check us out on the clabbertummiespodcast.com.a.com. Don't know you, right? So clabbertummiespodcast.com. You can check us out on check us out on Spotify, the Clever Tummies Podcast, or Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are also on Apple Podcasts as well. 
find us on Instagram, The Climate Time is Podcast. Also on Facebook, The Climate Time is Podcast. And that's pretty much everything. On that note, Lachlan, I will let you take away. It's been a brilliant podcast. That's all we need to know. Yeah, another great one. Thank you so much, dude. This has been excellent. Um, it's always good to have our have our brainwaves going in the same direction and just seeing the magic recreate, pouring out the jug that's inside us, baby. So I very much appreciate it. And to everyone that's listened and has listened, is continuing to listen, we really appreciate it. We promise to not be like the last five years of Taylor's career and, and, and start to decline. We promise that this is only up and up from here. I'm just joking. But um, absolutely, if there's anything in this conversation or anything in the past, but particularly in what you've heard tonight that has sparked um, maybe a thought or an comp- opposite opinion or even if you agree with us, just let us know. DM one of us or shoot us a message through the Clever Dummies podcast. That's something we're certainly going to focus on for the rest of this year and we just would love that interaction to know what you guys are thinking as well because um, I kind of feel like we're on we're, you know, we're on a good path here and we're, we're, we're on to bigger and bigger things. So if you guys have any input or anything that you'd like to add or just any sort of sparking of conversation, um, that's my favourite thing about podcasts is hit like kind of getting the brain waves ticking over and everything else so yeah we absolutely love you guys we really appreciate you listening and um you know until next time baby we will see you then this has been the clever dummies podcast i'm Lockie, as always joined by anik tell your mum you love her give her a kiss for me good night <laughs>